When you are love what you do, you can inspire others to do what mm -hmm. they love to do. Right. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the So Far podcast, um, uh, the podcast where we talk to people from various careers, various businesses, job types, industries, uh, those who are early on somewhat in their careers, um, to just see at what their stories are and, and hear their perspectives and see if we can gain any sort of insight or inspiration from that. Uh, today I am joined by Sylvia, and uh, she is a, a artist, an educator, um, an entrepreneur, uh, also a break dancer, probably some other things. I don't know. Maybe you, uh, maybe you play like underwater lacrosse or something. I don't know. Uh, but that's why I'm interviewing you, so I can get to know you. Um, so I want you just tell us a, a little bit about yourself, a little brief synopsis. Um, so hello everyone. So just a little bit about myself. Uh, so I'm an artist. So ever since I was four years old, I've always drawn, sketched, and I also really like drama and dancing as a kid too. So you'll find me like dressing up and dancing when I was a kid all around my neighborhood. Um, so right now what I do is I run an art school called Creative Genius Art Academy and I also um, teach for York Region District School Board and on the side I also do breakdancing. It's my hobby that I really like. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Wow, that's, that's a long time that you've, you've, been, uh, you've been producing art. Uh, have you always been like that mind? I'm, I'm very fascinated by the way people think about things. Um, you know, oftentimes when I see uh, like a rainy day, I think of like, oh, this is like a movie scene where this happens and this. And so I, I'm just assuming that other people think in a different way, like an engineer will look at a, a broken clock. A regular person will be like, oh, that's a broken clock. And an engineer might be like, oh, this happened because this happened. Yeah. So is, is that like going on in your mind constantly or? Um, like I have a, like ideas that come up, like especially when I'm taking the shower, I'm like, whoa, that's such a great idea. Like, oh, this is a great breakdancing. Um, or like this is a great like business uh, idea. And then, and mm -hmm. then I sometimes test it out and then sometimes it doesn't work, but at least you want to try it out. Um, so as a kid, I really like art. And, and I think one of the reasons why I got into art is because of my communication skills. So as a kid, oh, okay. my communication skills were really not that great. Okay. Um, I, was, uh, I was put in ESL when I was in like kindergarten because people had a hard time understanding what I was saying. At least that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And then basically throughout my elementary school, I was in a special education class mm -hmm. because again, it's um, my English, my grammar, my communication wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so back then, you know, special kids, they're like, categorized as being less intelligent, less smart, and all these like stereotype mm -hmm. thinkings. And it really got to my head. And I, I got, I use art as a way of communicating with people instead of using so much language. So the art I use is like expressing my sadness, my ideas, things I think in my head about the world. And I use art to express that. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's very much like, uh, you know, obviously, a it's a form of expression, but it's very much a form of communication for you. Yeah. The, the way you, uh, instead of talking to people, you would, you know, you, you would find some sort of uh, artistic medium to, to 
to talk to people. Yeah, I'll like paint them a picture of how I feel. Oh, okay. And then hopefully they understand it <laughs> from my like, world. You ever like uh, draw them a sketch of um, uh, where you want to go eat for lunch? Like that kind of communication, <laughs> that like day-to-day, very uh, mundane communication. That'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah. I should really... Ch- I don't know what I tried that, but I wasn't so much into food, but it was definitely like expression, like a verbal, like how I feel and bringing them into my world. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, right, right now we are sitting in your, uh, your studio. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us uh, a little bit more about, uh, about this business, about the studio and, and the story behind it? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, so I graduated from, um, okay. So after high school, I went to England, London to study one year for art and design in England, London for under the university of the arts. After one year there, I went to study in Concordia for bachelors of fine arts. So being a kid with Asian parents studying the arts mm-hmm. has never been a really good yeah. thing. <laughs> They're like, oh, how are you going to make money out of this? Yeah. So my aunt mentioned, Sylvia, you should really go to teacher's college. At least you can be an art teacher. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Back then, it was like one year program for teacher's college. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Now it's two. So, so I did the one year. And to my surprise, I actually really, really enjoyed the teacher's college. Oh, the great. one year. I learned so much. And I was so inspired by the people around me that I'm like, wow, this is my next calling. <laughs> and so after I graduated from uh, Teachers College, I, I worked at a private school, at a Montessori school, mm-hmm. as an art teacher for like a year. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, parents were asking me, oh, do you do after school programs? Do you teach art after school? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So in the beginning, I started with like, uh, two students in my house and then later on um, my neighbors were asking me because they see these kids going oh, out okay, cool. so my neighbors asked about art classes and then they all came to my house so it started then with like eight students and then eventually it grew because of word of mouth parents like let their friends know about it um, and then and I what, didn't what, sorry yeah. what year was this this was like 2000 and 13, 13, okay. 2013 around. Um, I mean, I was just doing this as like, you know, like just on a side, side yeah, on gotcha. the side. I didn't really think much about it. Um, but then I think two years in, um, I mean, while I was doing it as a side thing, I'm like, whoa, I have so many students, I can't put them in my house anymore. So my friend encouraged me to like rent a space, test out the idea of running an art school, see how that goes. Mm-hmm. So 2000 and sorry, I'm not that great with numbers, but that's all right. Okay, sometime that's why you're an artist. A few years exactly. <laughs> um, a few years ago, I mean, I I got rented a, a space like just that. It was like a thousand square foot. Just testing the idea. I hired my first employee. Great guy. And we were, me and him, were the only teachers uh, running the space. Uh, we have a lot more enrollment. We started doing marketing, uh, more integration of like classes on our website and all that. So yeah, it started really well. And then our numbers uh, grew from uh, like literally doubled within the first year of being in that rented okay. space. Yeah, it, it was just a lot of students still. And how, how big would you say that space was? A thousand square foot. A thousand square foot. Okay, so it's not like too much different. It's like a little bit smaller than the space, I guess. Yeah, right? just a little bit. Okay. Um, but this is definitely more like wide open space right. than the other one. Um, yeah, so so then 
I was like, wow, this idea is actually working pretty well. And then just 2019, no, no, sorry, 2018 March, we got this space here. Mm -hmm. And then ever since, it's been doing really, 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 really well. Actually, mm -hmm. in downtown Markham, uh, kudos to downtown Markham area. So now we have like 25 staff. Wow. Like, um, yeah, staff, teachers, and we have over 400 students that mm -hmm. come weekly. So it's been, it's still growing. It's kind of insane. And then we're thinking of getting another place next year. Mm -hmm. So we're currently uh, looking for another location that's bigger. So probably like two times bigger than the space oh, okay. for next year that we're opening. So like uh, expanding, not, not as in like getting a second location, more as in just like get it going to a different location? Is that what uh, I think we're going to get a second location. Oh, a second yeah, location. Oh, expanding. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So like getting a, uh, another branch of that. Yeah, another branch oh, okay. would be nice. Yeah, we are getting a lot of students, and it's hard to fit them in the space now. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine it. It's um, it, I, you know, I guess as your business grows, you kind of have to scale with it. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and is that something that um, uh, you are, uh, like naturally good at, like figuring out when to scale? Because I I I see that there's a lot of, you know, uh, people who have that issue of knowing. Oh, when do I uh, like, do I, do I jump the gun a little bit, uh, and like, um, try to future proof myself or like some other people, f uh, struggle to keep up with that growth. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you deal with that? Um, I like to think I besides being artistic, I have a logical, rational side right. too. I do like things certain mm -hmm. before I jump into anything. For example, mm -hmm. I rented the space, test it out to mm -hmm. make sure before I open a commercial space. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think for me, like when I see that there's a growing number of students and the space can't fit all <laughs> for like groups on a Saturday, for example, all here, then we do need a bigger space. Right. Like it's just, there's more demand and the space is not available. I need to get a space. Right. Okay. And so like, uh, just give us a, uh, a quick rundown of a couple of the different things that you guys do, uh, like a couple of different, um, uh, classes or workshops or anything, uh, in particular that you guys do? Oh yeah, so in Creative Genius Art Academy, we have like children programs, uh, teen programs, and adult programs. So in the children, they can do both regular and digital. Mm -hmm. uh, digital is really popular among like our age eight to 11 and teenager classes, because that's where they learn like 21st century skills, such as like um, uh, creative problem solving, using technology, mm -hmm. and being able to collaborate with other people to problem solve like an issue. Mm -hmm. So the digital programs are really popular we have also virtual reality here okay, cool. so students can collaborate with other students around the world to make like a like a virtual reality piece so we use tilt brush and masterpiece one's okay. a painting tool and the other one's a sculpting tool okay yeah cool. but besides that we also have fashion classes here oh, okay. um, and also what was it oh design classes okay so for students that want to learn like um, interior design architecture okay and we also have a portfolio development for teens that want to develop programs. Oh, sorry, their uh, their projects. Let me do that again. So we also have <laughs> we also have uh, teen portfolio programs for teens that want to make portfolios for universities. Oh, okay, I'm leaving that in, by the way. <laughs> okay. I'm purposely leaving that in. <laughs> okay. um, wow. So you guys are really expanding to do a lot. Of, do you guys do like um, uh, apart from you know just student showings? Do you guys like rent out the space for like 
um, for, for shows or anything? Oh, or? yes. Um, yeah. So we do rent it out to, like, uh, for example, nonprofit organizations right. that want to do events here. We also have done, like, um, DIY uh, workshops, okay. people that want to just bring their mm-hmm. people right. here to get a nice space and then just use the space. We also have kids' parties, teen party, okay. and adult parties. Okay, cool. All right. Interesting. And are you guys um, hope, uh, looking to expand into even more uh various uh creative mediums like photography or 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 filmmaking or or you know um audio based mediums or anything actually we we are thinking about that for when we get the bigger space okay cool so the way i envision for okay so another thing about me is i have a vision and i love to like achieve resolves like making sure that it happens so my next idea for my next location is it's going to have an installation room where students can do printmaking and sculpture and like big mm-hmm. size like installations. Oh, cool. And then there's going to be an abstract room where students can just throw paint yeah. and then they can get the walls messy. It'll be like a confined room where they put a canvas and then they just spray whatever right. paint. So that's for abstract painting. And film and photography is an interesting one. So I think I just need someone like a teacher that would... Mm-hmm know how to handle that yes yeah i'm right. very good at hiring people too yeah wow I am yeah and, and i would assume that that um skill has sort of served you well yeah. uh, uh you know knowing whether someone's going to be the right fit because a lot of people um uh, that has been the detriment to a lot of people's businesses it cost them a lot of money or time um not just their own time but also the the person who they hired because they thought that they were the right fit and you know it, uh you know it's great that you have that skill yeah if they're not fit you fire them right away well excellent <laughs> yeah no no yeah, yeah. excellent uh they, they say it was uh hire slow fire fast yeah that the, hire really the, fast that's that's the adage um so uh one uh, thing, another thing that, uh, I mean, you do so many things, but another thing <laughs> that uh, I note that you do is uh, you also run a nonprofit, mm-hmm. right? So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah. So the nonprofit's called Paint a Smile. So we cater for kids with like special needs, uh, for example, like learning disabilities, hard of hearing, um, uh, visually impaired. So we bring art programs for like hospitals and schools for like these particular kids. So they get a chance to use art to express themselves and to communicate uh, with their ideas with other people and to also build their confidence. So that's what oh, okay. we Okay, cool. Awesome. And uh, why did you decide to do that? Um, so I decided to do that because as a kid, like I was in a uh, special education right. class with a learning disability and I, I felt like, like, like art was a way for me to like, mm-hmm. like it was really good for building my confidence and to give me right. a voice and that my, what I have to say is important. And I feel like for these kids, it's also like a way for them to express themselves. And I want to give them that sort mm-hmm. of like tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So it was very like. Uh, a personal uh, uh, personal reason as well because yeah and you can very much sympathize with these kids yeah uh, feeling uh, you know feeling like you, maybe you're not enough and then teaching these kids uh, uh, how to how to prop, uh, how to communicate uh, using art or um, uh, you know whatever medium that they find mm-hmm. uh, and yeah that's really great um, so uh, one other thing I want to ask is, uh, do you find that you, 
ever feel categorized in uh, or or, or uh, put into one a box of like I I am just a visual artist or I'm just this because I, that's some problem that I I know that some people have is um, like I I only do this uh, I can only do that um, but you, you don't actually seem like that kind of type of no. person you like oh I I um, love business and you love break dancing yeah. and you love all these different things so like could you Give us some of your thoughts on, on that, like, yeah. you know, on people who might be listening to this uh, or watching this and, and th be thinking to themselves, like, oh, I guess I can only do this thing or whatever. Oh, I see. Well, I, I believe that I can be anything I want to be in my life. I mm -hmm. feel like life is a big size canvas mm -hmm. and I can paint whatever colors, however right. way I want. And there's, if I don't like it, I'll paint over again and I'll put some red, yellow, mm -hmm. blue and all over again if I don't like it, white. Mm -hmm. I just don't like to be confined in a box. Right. I hate to be limited to one thing. I hate to be categorized and stereotyped to one thing right. as well. I, I feel like being an artist, like I want to be able to like create anything I want in my life because I love to do the things I love to do right so I love art so I get to paint and be an artist mm -hmm. I love helping other people especially young people so I run an art school so that I can share my talent with other people mm -hmm. have other teachers share their talents mm -hmm. and then have students grow their artistic like abilities mm -hmm. and I really love dancing like yeah. I, I don't feel like you should ever put yourself in like a whole like a box just because like you should be branded yourself mm -hmm. like one way. I feel like if you if you really love to do something, just do it, mm -hmm. and it, it's a part of you. Yeah. So why should you ever limit yourself? Right. Yeah. I I think that's something that a lot of uh, people, you know, kids uh, especially uh, going through high school, it can sometimes you know you try to feel like you have to conform to one thing, be mm -hmm. one thing. Um, I had that uh, sort of issue in, in high school uh, being like a music student, quote unquote, and I figured, oh, I guess I can only be this thing. Um, even though my school wasn't all that like cliquey or anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I felt weird, um, you know, thinking, oh, I guess I could also join the drama club. No, that's a little weird. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, what would you, what would you say to those people? Like to, to me, uh, back in high school, what, what would you say if you met me back in high school? Um, you're limiting your self-growth, uh, I feel like. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be limiting like who you can be for yourself and mm -hmm. for other people. Mm -hmm. Like You're putting yourself in like a, like a box. And in that box, you can only be that one mm -hmm. thing. But there, when you break through the box, there's so many other channels and ways that mm -hmm. like, you can be. Like It's like exploring your potential. Like right. I'm really big in exploring someone's potential. Right. Like, can I be a singer? Mm -hmm. Can I be a dancer? Can I can I be this and that? Like, why not? Why can't I? Right. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's very like it's a it's sometimes it's like a, a weird and hard lesson for for people to learn. Um, uh, so you're an artist, uh, an art educator. Uh, could you speak on the subject of uh, and share your thoughts on? Uh, the importance of um, art education and, and uh, art in people's lives, especially young people's lives. Yeah. Um, so I really believe that like the arts, you don't like a kid doesn't have to be like, you know, like a fine artist, a visual artist. Mm -hmm. But what they can take from art is creativity, creativity in itself 
will like just expand your life like into a variety of, of ideas like how to problem solve things how to see things from a different light how to be versatile adaptable when things like problems come up mm -hmm. like creativity in itself is a really high skill for like any job any career mm -hmm. So even if someone doesn't go into the arts like a, as a particular career, they can still be creative, be great at problem solving. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of value in, in art education. Oh, patience and persistency oh, too. Oh, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, yes. So for, even in art, we really tell our students, you got to finish like a piece. Even if you don't feel mm -hmm. like it's good enough, you still got to finish it. Mm -hmm. Finish to the finish line. Yes. Uh, I, th I think that's for a lot of people who are uh, past the be uh, early beginning stage and kind of in like the early mid beginning stage, um, they struggle with, uh, I guess, a lot of insecurity about their work and like, oh, I have to perfect it and get it uh, perfect like this person who I really look up to. Um, and that was something that cripples a lot of people. It, it, you know, it crippled me in, in high school when um, uh, like after like three years of just making whatever I want, I, I suddenly decided like, oh, I have to make everything like perfect and I barely made anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that's a very important point for you to share. Yeah, no, on that, um, there was a time when I went to university, I had a teacher, worst teacher ever actually. He was oh. like, your art is not good. Oh, yeah. No. And yeah. And when I was studying art, I was like going into it like full of passion. I'm like, I love this. And then you have a teacher that says your art is not good. <laughs> like he was like, he's like, hurting me as a person mm -hmm. because my art is like me. Right. So, so because of him, I just got into a spiral of like, who am I? Right. What is my art going to be about? And then, yeah, it was just like, you know, I went, yeah, deep, very depressed for a bit actually. And not liking art for a couple of years just because of this teacher and, and having him for like a year. Wow. He was a very negative teacher. So I didn't, I didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. So what I learned from that is to not give a sh what people say. Oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> and just do your own thing. Everyone has different opinions. That's okay. That's their opinion, but don't let it affect you. Mm -hmm. And I think if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be so, like, as persistent and having grit mm -hmm. and, and having self-belief in my art mm -hmm. now. So I feel like things happen for a particular reason. Wow. Yeah, yeah especially because now you're an art teacher. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> do you feel like... I don't know, on a conscious or subconscious level, you, you decided to become a teacher to, to um, make sure that kids don't feel that way, the way yeah. you felt. Is, is that something you yeah. have sort of consciously thought about? Yes, I definitely have yeah. conscious. Yeah. I was like, that's not the type of art teacher I will ever be to my students. Right, okay, yeah. awesome. Um, so switching gears a little bit, uh, could you just like explain a little bit about um, what a typical week or, or day in your life looks like? Um, so the studio in itself, it opens at four and four o'clock until eight on the weekdays. And on weekend, it opens at 10 o'clock until 6.30 on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so Monday to Friday, if there's no workshops, because sometimes we do like York Region District School Board, like uh, workshops, life drawing, or they come into a studio or we go there to do digital programs. If that doesn't happen, I, I sleep in. <laughs> And I plan for the week. I have a calendar that has like what I'm going to be doing throughout the whole entire week. Uh, most of it is like either doing painting commissions mm -hmm. and uh, planning things for uh, workshops that's happening in the studio or our new programs. 
making sure all is organized for mm -hmm. the for the business in itself. Besides that, yeah, that's usually how my morning is. Just planning for the business, uh, teaching, uh, organizing supplies for teachers that mm -hmm. can't make it. And in the evenings is where I do break dancing and my side oh, hobby. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And it, like I guess uh, uh, break dancing is kind of also your. Uh, your, your fitness and, and yes. that's how you stay healthy as well. Yes, that is really big. I really like fitness yeah. too. And so like, uh, are you the type of uh, entrepreneur who like works at, you know, through a whole bunch of weekends or anything? Or you uh, like take, uh, try to take time for your friends and family or like how, how does, you know, you break down for your other hobbies? It seems like you, um, uh, like, like you said, you don't want to be broken into one category mm -hmm. of a person uh so uh, you know if you could elaborate a little or explain a little bit more on on the, those other parts of your life mm -hmm. um so on the categorization as well i feel like it's still really important to focus on a few things mm -hmm. like two right. three things rather than like everything right so my i chose um dancing and art and teaching as like particular things that i'm very passionate about so i i do work every day and it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like work mm -hmm. because I love what I do. Right. I love sharing art with people. I mm -hmm. love teaching. I love making art for people, like in their business and mm -hmm. home spaces. So to me, like, I love what I do. So it doesn't feel like work. Right. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Awesome. And so what would you say is, was the biggest struggle that you've, uh, you've gone through? Biggest struggle? Yeah. Whether in your, your life or your career or, you know, anything of, of the sort. You can take a moment to think about it. It's all right. And you can actually come, we can circle back to this question if you can't do um, it at right now. Biggest struggle. I, for me, like when you asked me that question about struggle, like I feel like struggles are like opportunities. So, oh, okay. so I don't see them as like a negative thing. I mean, there, I have gone through struggles, but for me, it's like particular things I need to, overcome so i can okay like have so then don't things. think of it as struggle so then what was the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome okay um so yeah so it's related to business okay so uh just don't hire the wrong people yes <laughs> uh, okay so we won't get too far into the weeds of this story <laughs> yeah uh, it's okay for so the safety of short the people. short short story short it's just that i hired someone that was a friend which okay. is also a no-no. Yes. <laughs> okay. And I thought, oh my goodness, like, uh, he knows what he's doing. But then honestly, like he just, anyway, yeah, it just did not work. It was just so many, like, I don't want to say what, what it is. Cause no, no, then yeah, other don't. people would know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not, uh, ex this, so yeah. The struggle is when you're hiring a friend, it's really hard to be so straightforward with them without hurting their feelings. Mm -hmm. And then the friendship can be ruined as well, especially right. if you bring them into a business setting. So that's one, one of the struggles. Um, the other one is also, um, Actually, no, I think that's mainly one, actually. Yeah, the other, other ones I, I hire really, really good staff for. Can you hold the microphone to your mouth? Oh, I, <laughs> hire, I hire really good staff. It's okay. just like there's that one particular. It was just, yeah. It's okay, <laughs> it's okay. We won't get it. We won't get, we go, won't get too far into the weeds Whoever about this. this yeah. it's, not, um, <laughs> it's not a takedown podcast. Uh, it's an inspirational podcast, I think. I think that was still my goal with this. <laughs> Um, I'll tell another struggle though. 
Okay, so as an artist, mm-hmm. I feel like one of the struggles is even choosing to be an artist. Mm-hmm. First off, coming from an Asian background, mm-hmm. I feel like that's really important to say uh, because I do have students that do have Asian parents that don't think artists can make money mm-hmm. and you're going to be broke, so you're going to be a starving artist, mm-hmm. but they love art though. So my thing growing up is I, I didn't really have that much support like from like mm-hmm. fa- family or like, oh my God, you're going to make, you're going to be so successful as an artist. Mm-hmm. No, not like that. It's more like how you're going to make a living, mm-hmm. how you're going to make money with that. So after I graduated from uh, Concordia, I was so lost. I didn't know what I was doing with my art, um, especially with my like, university teacher mm-hmm. like from England that said, oh, your art is shit. Okay? Oh. <laughs> that also does not help either. Yeah. So during that time, I was really depressed, not knowing what I'm going to do with my art. Only until I got into like teacher's college and seeing people so passionate about teaching and making a difference for young people that I'm like, hey, I'm going to be that teacher. So I feel like all struggles all obstacles lead to something like, yeah right of course but you know it just it doesn't always feel like that in the moment yeah, and that's why not. i do to bring it up um and and that's why i bring up this podcast uh f- for those people who feel like they're in that in the thick of it and um yeah you know it is valid to to feel uh to feel down about it at least a little bit but um yeah like pretty much all of them are either opportunities or they're you know, could be signs to tell you, like, maybe this isn't right. Like, there's, you can always make something else out of it. And, and I think that's important for, for people to, to know. Um, is there, like, an obstacle that you're currently facing? Um, currently facing, I would say yes. I'm trying to find, like, another location right. at the moment and expanding. So when we're expanding, we need a whole new bunch of materials, like computers, uh, clay tools, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just uh, planning for the future mm-hmm. when we move. So I, get, I feel like that's like a stepping stone that's right. coming up and I just need to plan it. Yeah, right. I really believe in planning. If you don't plan, you're, right. <laughs> you're planning to fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fail to plan. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. I yeah. think that's, that's the, the adage. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's your current short-term trajectory uh, for the next year or so. Mm-hmm. What, what's your long-term goal maybe loftier goal uh or vision because you you talk a lot about vision yeah Yeah. um so i was i'm my idea once the new location is open with like different rooms of like and facilities for people to like do particular things could be film photography art installation uh clay sculpting room uh i'm thinking of actually opening uh, sorry uh organizing a new nonprofit uh cater to people with special needs as well Mm -hmm. except it's all ages oh okay all ages and i want them to come into the studio to just go to whichever room they want have fun making art learning different ways Mm -hmm. to express themselves and Mm -hmm. communicate themselves through the different use of mediums Mm -hmm. like i would love to have them just come in like kids with autism or adults with autism or asperger's and just come in use this facility I'd like an artist and right. explore their artistic endeavors. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, I, I think that's really cool. Um, I want to ask if you were to decide what goes on your gravestone. Okay. <laughs> or just, I'm going even loftier. Like, yeah. how do you want to be remembered? Like long, you know, very, that kind of vision. How, yeah. What would you want it to say or what do you want? to be sort of known for 
Sylvia for being a fully expressed, self-expressed individual. Wow, that's that's yeah. great. Yeah, full self-expressed and fully free-spirited. Yes, <laughs> awesome. Um, so you know, looking back at um, looking back at from when you first started uh, uh, creative uh, creative arts genius <laughs> creative genius art creative genius arts sorry it's it it's it's behind me my bad i'm so sorry it's all good uh, so when you first started it um looking back uh in your uh your home studio uh with you know one other person or even just yourself uh or even looking back to when you were in university or even looking back to when you were you know, four years old, five years yeah. old, what would you say to, to those different people? And like, looking back, what, what do you, um, you know, how, how do you respond? Like looking back? Um, like in terms of like, if they want to do like their own business and like do make a business out of their passion. No, like, just more of, uh, like, what do you think when you, when you look back? Because so many times, um, especially if we are kind of early on in, in our careers, we're very, focused on what's going on right now what's going on the next 12 months and where am i going in the future we don't have enough time to uh sometimes just quickly check back and then just reflect on what happened so if you could just take a moment to reflect what what you know what what are some of the thoughts that go through your head um some thoughts are like whoa i made it this far <laughs> right yeah. i jumped through so many like different obstacles but the obstacles are what makes mm -hmm. me who i am and be able to be like the type of person right. i am right mm -hmm. now um like i feel like for anyone to be successful like they need to love what they do being able to take action on it share it with people and i feel like even it's even more like like you, when you are love what you do, you can inspire others to do what mm -hmm. they love to do. Right. Yeah. So actually, you know what? I did like your question from, or uh, when you were clarifying my question, if you were to actually just speak to, to you in the past, yeah. um, what would you tell them in, in their, in your um, previous self uh, sort of doubt or uh, questioning or, or hardships? What would you say to them? What would you say to her? all things will go away <laughs> like mm -hmm. if something happens there's gonna be a new day like 10 years later down the road like you're not even gonna think about it as an obstacle like mm -hmm. new things will come out of it whatever obstacles you're facing right now it will soon pass mm -hmm. and we, we all like go through phases in life yeah just learning lessons i right. see yeah. awesome yeah i think i would i don't even know if 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 i took that advice uh uh if if I would even take it to heart, because um, it's, it's very hard to, to understand it. Sometimes you do, I guess, have to learn that lesson yourself mm -hmm. um, the hard way. But um, yeah, hopefully the, the people who are watching and listening to this, uh, this podcast uh, were able to uh, in internalize that and yeah, really just take that piece of advice to heart. Mm -hmm. um, like, like, for example, like even now when there's like an obstacle or like some struggle that I'm like stressed out, mm -hmm. I tell myself, this too shall pass, mm -hmm. and then tomorrow's a new day, and then this sh too shall pass. It's like a repeat, right. so that I know whatever I'm facing right now, it will pass, and I won't face it like mm -hmm. again. Like I won't be looking at it again because mm -hmm. everything passes. Right. Yeah. And so, what would you say to someone else uh, deciding that they want to go 
that be an artist or be an art teacher yeah and they decided or are kind of thinking considering it what would you say to that person do you really love it <laughs> okay because sometimes people say they're interested in something mm -hmm. but there's a difference between being interested in something and really loving right. it because being interested in it that's not going to be enough to like sustain you. sustain you at all but if you really love it you you have to be like you have to eat the dirty things with it that goes along with your passion mm -hmm. uh for me it's like late hours uh staying late to do all the marketing stuff making my website mm -hmm. learning how to even code to do little right. things like comes with your passion there's like these things that you have to like the dirty like like the worst sandwich you have to eat mm -hmm. in order for you to do like you know what you love right yeah are you okay with eating that sandwich right yeah okay I've never heard of the eat dirty sandwich <laughs> metaphor. I'm going to try to use that next time, next podcast I record. Have you heard of the dirty sandwich <laughs> metaphor? Um, yeah. Um, but I think that's also another very important thing, um, especially for uh, an industry uh, so, uh, I guess, competitive and, uh, you know, doubtful or um, uncertain as a, as a creative one, as a creative venture. Um, especially one where you have uh, family, friends and family who aren't necessarily supporting you the way y you, uh, you feel like you, you deserve mm -hmm. or you know, having professors telling you things like that. I, I think it's having that uh, really that passion and grit. Uh, the passion, I guess, sort of leads to that grit and determination for that, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Awesome. So... Um, just before we wrap up, I, I want to know what's, uh, what's something that you're currently obsessed with? Obsessed with? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, currently, I am very obsessed with... I really love dancing. I know I'm going to always go no, back no, to yeah, this. No, no, yeah, that's totally So, cool. for me, like, currently, I am super obsessed with getting fit, mm -hmm. getting, like, super, like, more flexible, getting, mm -hmm. like, more strength. So I can do like particular breakdancing moves. Okay, cool. Like I want to do like Hong Tens to like um, like handstands and being able to do like windmills to like barrels. I'm not sure what you guys know what these are, but they're mm. really cool. Look them up, so, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> You'll find, be amazed. So I find that like I go to a gym because mm -hmm. it's practicing my mindset. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like when you practice your mindset, everything in your life will like transform, mm -hmm. including business. Mm -hmm and relationships mm -hmm. so well, when you go to a gym it's like you focus on practicing that one thing over and over again until you get really good at it mm -hmm. so i bring that mindset to my business when i'm uh focusing on a task i make sure it gets done mm -hmm. i really like when things get done mm -hmm. so i'm really super obsessed with getting better in breakdancing mm -hmm. yeah that's why i just super excited yeah, no, awesome <laughs> yeah i i like asking that i just want to know some people are very passionate about in that moment because I get I do that I, that changes for me in phases like every day I'm like obsessed with a new thing like I yeah. just go down a Wikipedia rabbit hole of like wow I'm very interested in like deep sea uh, biology or something yeah. yeah I don't know that's why I I uh, do what I do um, because I can um, make videos and uh, make podcasts now about so many different topics and I can Mm -hmm. get interest and like learn about it so yeah that's awesome yeah um so thank you so much for being on the show um uh, just yeah before we leave um can you just tell us uh the listeners at home where 
they can find you on social media or, or if they, uh, on, on your website or anything? Oh, yeah, for sure. So you can find Creative Genius Art Academy uh, on Instagram and also Twitter and also LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, you can find my personal Instagram at Sylvia Chan Art. And also my breakdancing is B-Girl Shade. Awesome. And I'll uh, include all of that in the description and show notes. Um, so, Sylvia, thank you so much for being on the show. You're so uh, welcome. Yeah, it was wonderful having you. Thank you so much. <laughs>